Nerd School is a member of the Queen City Podcast Network, powered by Ortho Carolina. Now offering video visits so you can take control of your orthopedic care from the comfort of your home. Schedule online at orthocarolina.com. Ortho Carolina, you improve. Hey, fellows. It's the first night of another season. Nerd Lord, have Hey. I am a super nerd. Oh, my glasses are broken. I am a super nerd. <laughs> I am a super nerd. Excelsior. Excelsior. Nerd. The Nerd School Podcast. Starring Andy. My name is Andy, and I am a super, super nerd. I'm a former um, entertainment journalist. TBJ. Hi. This is Tiffany. You may hear me be referred to as TBJ. TBJ, y'all. I am what I like to call a surprise nerd. Art Star. My name is Art Star. AKA Art Star. He's the nerd Gotham City deserves. And uh, yours truly, <laughs> call me Joe. So, in, yeah. in, in retrospect, Andy's Thor and you're Loki. Yeah, I guess. Yeah, yeah. I guess. There you go. I think. I, well, you know, can you blame me? My dad was a frost giant. What are you going to do? <laughs> Is that your excuse? What are you going to do? I couldn't help myself. Yeah, my real dad was a frost giant. I can't help it. All right. Bringing it back to Thor. Good job, Art. Uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, two things before we start the movie. One more thing. Two more things about the history. Two little things. One, the first live action Thor was in 1988 in uh, The Incredible Hulk Return, starring Bill Bixby and Lou Ferrigno. Uh, it was a TV movie, uh, and I've only watched a little bit of it. Donald Blake was apparently like an old student of Bruce Banner's, and uh, he's talking about this magical thing he's got where he's got a hammer, and he can summon Thor with it as a separate person, and he's right. just this big, burly dude in a brown, furry outfit. And a right, look, 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 like a giant around. Viking. Yeah, he's he looks like, like a giant, a giant Viking. Viking. Yeah, and like I, I just watched a little bit of it. It's it's on Amazon Prime, and uh, like he, he shows up in Bruce Banner's or David Banner's lab, and just starts like I want a drink, and tries to tears apart the lab equipment looking for beer, and it, it's, it, it's 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 pretty silly. But I wonder. So you I'm, watch- I'm wondering if they if they like you know because like the. The relationship between Hulk and Thor now, I wonder if they used, if they like kind of built off of like with a bar into like what went on in that movie. Like the Hulk and Thor had kind of a weird, I don't want to say buddy cop kind of feel in that movie, but it was still like that whole connection where like now, you know, every time like him and Thor, they're, they're like, they're like best, they're like frenemies. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. yeah. There, there's there's some comic bases for that too. There yeah. was there was one story I remember reading where uh, like the Hulk was kind of uh, he was more intelligent, like the smarter Hulk, but he was still really powerful. And uh, for some reason, he and Thor had to fight, and they fought for like three days, and neither <laughs> one of them could get the upper hand. Like they fought to a stalemate for like three straight days, just fighting. Because one's a god and one's the strongest one there is, and like that's they have that kind of head buddy sort of who's stronger, who's tougher swagger about them. Right. I'm try- is this the guy that was in 
and I think I asked you this on a previous episode, Andy. I think I was talking about this guy playing this Thor. Wasn't he in an episode of Roseanne where he fight? He wants to fight Dan. Anybody remember that? He might be. I just looked him up. He was on. uh, He played Dave Rogers on the Hughleys. Mm. He was in uh, Robin Hood Men in Tights. Uh, Let me look at his filmography here. Yeah, I'm looking. Yeah, he was uh, in an episode of Roseanne. His name was Bobo. Yeah, I remember that episode. I don't know why I remember that episode. I didn't see a lot of Roseanne, but. He's like picking on Dan over the pool table and he was going to fight him and Dan's got to decide, do I fight this guy or do I back down? He, he was in an episode of Growing Pains and an episode of Cheers. Uh, so he can be, Thor can be the guy that <laughs> makes all those guys the same universe. Right. He was also in uh, Lois and Clark, The New Adventures of Superman. Hmm. Okay. That's all. Okay, but he's not. Yeah, but this isn't the same Thor that's in. Yeah, this guy's name is Eric Allen Kramer, just for completion's sake. Yeah. Uh, And the other thing, I I totally forgot. I just learned today as I was doing research for this. Do you know who was offered the role of Thor before Chris Hemsworth? No, I do not. Who? I don't either. Daniel Craig. Whoa! And he couldn't do it because he was committed to James Bond. But imagine Daniel Craig as Thor. Yeah, no. I don't think I like I Daniel don't... Craig as an actor, but in nerd and in, in nerd um, analogy, it would be almost as if you had He Man and then He Man from the New Adventures of He Man. How like <laughs> He Man's bulky and the New Adventures of He Man look like a teenage boy, you know? Like it's... yeah, Daniel Craig could not have bulked up right. the way Hemsworth. Like that, that body right there. Oh boy! Yeah, he <laughs> <have> <laughs> Can I say this? Can I say it? this? When he tried to, <laughs> when he tried to pick the hammer up, I was like, Tiffany probably lost her shit. Seeing the vein <laughs> popping out of his muscle, <laughs> and then the, the then the whole thing was like when um he was trying on Donald's shirt. I was like, oh, Tiffany's yes. losing it. She's losing it. Her and Cat <laughs> Dennings like, are losing oh. it. <laughs> Hemsworth. Yeah, Cat Dennings like. He's- Listen, I mean, if you've ever gone on his social media, he's not just cut for Thor. Like, the man. I did see the thing he did when um, um, Chris Pratt was getting on him because he was, I guess he was flipping and lifting a tire or something. He was telling him, like, slow slow down or something. Uh, Was he? Those brothers are quite quite the icon. And they both auditioned for Thor. Liam. Liam also auditioned for Thor. Really? Really? Yeah. Were they famous before? Were they pretty famous before Thor? Not to me. Um, <laughs> they had done movies, but they weren't well known. Like they okay. had been. One, remember they're Australian, so they were kind of doing their thing down under. Oh, they are down under. What's Liam? What What is uh, Liam in that I would know? Uh, Miley um, Cyrus. Yeah, Miley Cyrus. He's the one that was married to Miley Cyrus. Um, oh, he's married to Miley well, Cyrus. Well, they're divorced now. He was in her handy or again. I was fine if you would have let that go, but uh TBJ doesn't like that. Was a, that was that was a little Easter chicken. You guys are horrible. Uh, He's in the Hunger Games series. To oh, question. I saw those. Who who does he play in that? You would know him if you I don't know why you don't know who Liam is. He was what's the name? Uh He's Dying. Gone. 
Yeah, Gail. He's Gail. I Gail. Suggest- the dude that Katniss lusted after. Katniss lusted after him. him. Oh, he's the he's the the male lead or male whatever. Well, he's he's the he's the tall male. He's not uh, Josh. Wasn't it? Isn't it? Is Josh Hutchinson? Is his name Josh? Yeah. yeah. He's not oh, the. Sh- they're brothers, huh? He's not the short lead. He's the tall one. I don't remember him. You look at his face, man. You've seen this man. Look at his body. I don't think I have. Look him up. All his pictures are with Miley's. I am. I'm looking at him right now. All of his pictures are with Miley Cyrus. I haven't seen that guy. <laughs> I, I, I think I've seen these pictures together, but I thought he was like a, a soccer player or something. <laughs> or wow. Country. Maybe. country Maybe. He looks like a footballer. A footballer, yes. Uh, so you know what? This is great. Are we ready to get into the movie? Yeah, yeah let's go. <laughs> uh, so let's jump into Thor. Are we ready to start the movie? Twenty eleven. Yeah, twenty eleven. Thor, directed by Kenneth, Kenneth Branagh. Branagh. Yeah, Kenneth Branagh. Shakespearean. Like, this is a like a big connection. I think that's probably why they thought of him is because Kenneth Branagh was known for like he did like seven different Shakespeare movies, and in the comics, for some reason, even though he was a Norse god, he talked yeah. like a Shakespeare character. Like with yes. like in that language, like uh, uh, I say thee nay and uh, yeah, thine and thou's and doth uh, yeah, uh, you mortal thou doth be uh, whatever, like, yeah, fiend, which is another Have reason why I didn't know. Yeah, yeah, stuff like that. <laughs> Have at thee. There's a big scene in this comic I remember reading where. Like, they're fighting Ultron, and he's got, like, swarms of Ultrons and stuff, and they finally get to the real Ultron, and he's like, it's like a big moment where he goes, Ultron, we would have words with thee. And then they kick his ass. <laughs> and, like, I'm kind of surprised yeah. that didn't somehow yeah. make it into Age of Ultron, but it's, uh, so that was one more reason, one more layer of why this shouldn't have worked. <laughs> Like I had no idea how they were going to make Thor work as a movie that wasn't stupid or mm-hmm. just. So what? What? What other films has Kenneth Branagh done? Just the Shakespeare movies? Uh, he, uh, he, like, he, he did like a, Beth, he was right? Hamlet. He did Henry V, and a lot of those yeah. Shakespeare movies. He was in. He's also an actor, so he was in uh, the second Harry Potter film, I believe. Yeah. Okay. Kenneth Branagh didn't he do Dracula? Was Kenneth Branagh's Dracula? No, that was uh, Kenneth Branagh's Frankenstein. Or he did. I think he did Mary Shelley's Frankenstein. Yes. Okay. Uh, I believe uh, he okay. he's he done a lot of stuff. He was in a. I think it was called a Dead Calm. He's in thrillers. Like he's got a long. But career. I'll say I I didn't realize it was Kenneth Branagh until like Art was telling. I was halfway through the movie and Art was talking about that to Josh Frank at work. Hmm. He was like, oh, I, I thought it was. Brand, or no, Frank was complaining. Yeah, he was saying, yeah, like, oh, because, Brandon. yeah, he said that Thor didn't get good what, until yeah. Tiki Watiti. Tiki, Tiki, yeah, Tanka Watiti. We'll need to learn how to say his name by the time yeah. you get to 4 3. <laughs> you're right. <laughs> oh, I don't and it's, know it's like right in my head, too. Right Tiki in my Watiti. thinking parts. But he was, yeah, he was mad at Kenneth Brown. I was like, I didn't even realize it. Like, there was, for me, there was nothing. What? Throughout this movie, that was like that seemed like it was anything different than any other Marvel. But I mean, you could see it, like even the scene where Thor fails at lifting the hammer, like the shot 
was very Shakespearean of Colson watching him with the rain dripping off his face and then Thor just sitting there defeated. Yeah, yeah. That was cool. Yeah. I like that. I mean, it was awesome, but it still, it still, it screamed Shakespeare. And I, I think that was why, like I said, like that's why he was hired, I bet, was like for the longest time he was the official cinematic, uh, curator of Shakespeare. Mm-hmm. Like he would like sort of like turn yeah. Shakespeare's plays into films. So, and since Thor talked like Shakespeare and it's had all this weird medieval trappings, even like Loki, Loki make... was almost like Yago. So it's like, Oh, absolutely. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Very much so. Uh, but I like what you said there, Andy, that that's, that's another reason why this could have been a shit show and ruined. It could have ruined the Marvel cinematic universe. Like if it was bad enough, it could have, it could have Batman and Robin, the Marvel Cinematic. <laughs> yeah, it was. It is the fourth movie in the MCU, and yeah. I mean, if you take a look at you know Thor's classic costume, you know it's, it's like this big sleeveless dude with a weird Viking helmet and these big flaring yeah. knee boots, like knee high boots with big the uh, '60s comics are big on flaring boots. But uh, well, and just that they did Thor, I think that's a risky move at this point when it's so young in the MCU. Like, why do Thor? He's not everybody's favorite. But right? uh, as far as the Avengers go, is what they were building towards. Captain yeah. America, Iron Man, and Thor are like basically their their Superman, Batman, and Wonder Woman. As far as mm-hmm. like the biggest three sure. heroes that weren't X Men at the time, because there was a lot more. Uh, Divergence between like the X Men. Fox had the X Men. They couldn't do the X Men. Uh, yeah. Sony had Spider Man. They couldn't do Spider Man. Uh, oh, Sony has Spider Man. Yeah. But wouldn't they? Wouldn't they have been better served doing Captain America? Or wouldn't you expect them to do Captain America? That's the next one because he's more. Why well, no? <laughs> but wouldn't they have done that before Thor? Wouldn't you think? I would have thought so, but. Uh, that's that's maybe it's some of it was scheduling how they figured out how to make yeah. it work. Well, it's neither here nor there. It worked. And it's a success. Yeah. But I mean, just I think I'm just I'm blown away by that. Just those those things that Kenneth Branagh could have made it a weird Kenneth Branagh because like like that first Batman was uh, uh, what's his name? That's odd director. Uh, 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 Tim Burton. Uh, Tim Burton. So they were those were Tim Burton movies. Like you see them. Oh, this is Tim Burton for sure. Yeah. It's almost a Tim Burton movie before it's a comic book movie. It's kind of like it's yeah, that it's weird Tim Burton, Tim Burton stuff. Movie before it's a comic book movie. Yeah, that's Batman is at least. Uh, yeah. Yeah. So, but but then oh, and speaking of that, I well, so wait, these other MCU movies were they all directed by the Swingers guy, uh, John Favreau? No, uh, just the first two Iron Man's. Incredible <laughs> uh, Hulk was directed by uh, uh, Louis Leterrier, I believe. Oh, that's yeah, right. That's what you said. You, you said his name weird. Yeah, because you said his name <laughs> weird. So, did you know that John Favreau was in the Batman universe? I forgot. Him. He was in one of those movies. Did, did you know, know he one? also directed Elf? The movie. With I did know that because I watched it recently. But yeah, he was a body. He was like one of Bruce Wayne's uh, assistants. So he's like in the background. <laughs> okay. So he bridges the DC Marvel universe. Do you know he was uh, also other people? Do. He was also in the Ben Affleck Daredevil movie. Mm-hmm. No, but was he? He was. Fo- he wasn't he was, Happy Hogan. No, he was Foggy Nelson. 
It right. can't be two people. Well, that, that, <laughs> that Daredevil movie doesn't well, count. Just, Daredevil this movie's this not an MCU. We remind Joe oh. that people can play various characters <laughs> and that the same actor does not have to keep playing the same roles forever. Matter of fact, right, I, MCU, I'm, I'm, st- I'm still j- championing for Tom Cruise to show up in this, this MCU. I, will, stuff I will protest. <laughs> I will so also. I will I'll be, be on Tiffany's side on that who one. Writes into Marvel if Tom Cruise. I will be that person. I will write a letter to the manager. Okay. I will carry this out. I'll say right now. I don't care what movie it is. What Marvel? If it's my favorite Marvel guy ever, if Tom Cruise plays him, I don't think I'm going to go see it. <laughs> nope. I hate Tom Cruise and everything he's done. Yeah. I haven't seen Top Gun. Don't get mad. I like how did you not man. see Top Gun? Yeah, how could you not see I... Top Gun? Wait, what did you say? Any Rain Man? A, he was good. A Rain few man. good men is. Oh, oh a few he good was men. good. Man. Yeah, he Who has some good Red? things. It's not until later when he becomes the same guy over and over and over and over in whatever film. Yeah, in the very He's beginning, so he was great, but he also yeah, had risky lost business. His, his underpants and risky business. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I'm trying to. Top gun. I'm, I'm trying to See, think of who. Star holding up Top Gun. Can I borrow that movie, Art Star? This is Blue Ray. Millennium Falcon. Wait, are you in the Millennium Falcon? I, right I am. I am. <laughs> That's nerdy. That is very nerdy. Uh, I did okay. that for Tiffany. We're on a Zoom call right now. Of those listeners. That way she can know. Art, oh, and, oh no, Art so. Star is. He's piloting the uh, Millennium Falcon. Why doesn't it show up? Where he stands, he doesn't need to show me. <laughs> he's a force stands. ghost. Luke Skywalker, even though I'm totally a part of the dark I was, side. I was about to say you got the wrong guy up, Brandon. For you. Uh we're we're gonna we're gonna have to I think we're gonna have to pause the MCU here and there and jump to like Star Wars and then back to MCU and then some Batman. Well, I mean, like, not just, even that. Uh, like even the we don't I don't know I think we have to pause because I mean we talk about Batman a lot and Batman is definitely not in the MCU. Like Yeah, we gotta just jump and do our Batman, <laughs> I think. Because I have after watching those Batman's <laughs> movies, I have a billion questions about Batman. And then you know, just recently, uh, there's just this thing coming out now where uh, I guess in the in the DC EU that Michael Keaton is supposedly to be supposed to be the main Batman, so we don't have to look at Batfleck as a you know. A cat and Batman. He did with what he could with what he had. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I, guess, guess, okay. I guess. No, I guess. I guess. I'm not gonna fault him. He's not the director who cast himself. He might have been. I think he. I think he was oh. kind of a bright spot in that horrible Justice League movie. But you know, and, Superman and, versus you know, Batman. How do we feel about the Zack Snyder cut of Justice League? That's kind of apparently going to be a four-hour four episode version of Justice League that's coming to HBO Max at some point this year. I don't It seems so weird. It's one of those things where it feels like he's like, wait, wait, but let me let me show you what I was also working on because he knew like people weren't loving what he did. It feels like a, a plea. So let me show you better. But is there really better? Yeah, what's gonna be really, and what's gonna be really big, bad is fan. if when it does come out it isn't better. Just the whole time that it's taken to release it is like, what if it's not as good? Like, I mean, that's that's kind of something. Eh, whatever. I, but- I don't <laughs> really see 
how it can be good based on the first two movies that he did that weren't good. Right? And and that's the thing. I feel like this is like you know how you you go on a date with a guy and you kiss him. And no, then, well, you guys all <laughs> none of us it. know. None and it's like that. not the best kiss. And he might have overheard you say it's not the best kiss, but he's like, no, no, I can do it again. No, like I can prove. Listen, check. Here, here, here are the old tapes of me kissing better, right? If you give me a right. chance, I'll do it better. I promise, I can. That happens. That's what this feels like. It feels like people going, wait, wait, wait. I know you didn't like it. Hold on, let me. Maybe if I show you some also, I also it, believe it, it, it's also them catering to na- nerd culture, too. It's just yeah. like how they, every so often they'll bring up the whole uh, Nicolas Cage Superman movie. And when's, didn't someone else do a Superman movie that never got released? Uh, yeah, there was uh, one that Kevin Smith was going to do, I think, or he was going to write it. Uh, yeah, somebody, that, so it's like all of this, it's like just teasing us, like, Oh, look, we're going to come out with this. We're going to come out with that. And then we sit and we're like, should have kept it. <laughs> yeah. You should have kept it. I, I don't get, I get the impression that it's less. Uh, I think he thinks he did a great job with the first two movies. And he's. Uh, Who's he? Who are we talking Zach about? Zack Snyder, the director. He directed uh, Man of Steel, which was a bad version of Superman. Yeah, I've heard they were all terrible. Well, I, oh, yeah, I, I know. I watched that one and I had no idea what was going on. Like, I didn't understand it. Yeah, I think Henry Cavill could do a good Superman. He just needs to not... Superman and Zack Snyder's general worldview don't seem to match. Well, as Tiffany would say, he was just doing what he was, you know, what he was, the cars he was dealt, or dealt with. An actor can only go so far, right? Yeah. right. Being directed yeah. and you're reading, you're reading a script. Mm-hmm. Can't we, we talked about people being let go, and we talked about it when we talked about the Hulk and not having input, and this wasn't the project he wanted because he didn't have to say so as an actor, uh, you you can only go so far. With so and, much. And, I, and I totally understand. I listened like I used to listen to uh, what's the name of it? like Aisha Tyler used to have a podcast. I used to listen to her podcast mm-hmm. a lot, and she had either Joe Montana or somebody else on there, and they were just talking about how as an actor making movies. Like when you make a movie, you don't know. Especially if you're a working actor, you don't know that the movie's going to be bad. You just make right. the movie, and it's like you're going to get paid no matter what. But then still, you—it's not like you go into this movie saying, "Like I'm gonna just blow it." But it's like you don't know going in whether or not this movie's going to be bad. Right? 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 Yeah. Like there's yeah. so I much I wonder if- off your plate. Like I respect, I I respect actors who are also writers and direct. Like, I respect the people who turn out their own stuff. Speaking of Kevin Smith, his his cult, it's culty a little bit. Like, he has his own little cult following. <laughs> but I respect yes, him sure. because he's created, like, if it's good or bad, it's on him. Like, he wrote it. He directed it. It's his thing. If it's great, it's on him. If it's not, it's on him. Like, I respect that because you have some ownership about what you're putting out. Because, you know, you can walk in. Like you said, I think Henry could also be a great Batman. But you need the right script. Mm-hmm. You need the right director, and you need good vision because even some stuff in cuts, you could have. I'm bringing it back to Dagon Elf just because we just love Christmas. Huh. But we were Elf you know, was so good. I, well, I was watching a documentary about it, and they, you know, they had the first cut, which is very close to what we saw. We loved it, but the studio was like, "No, we need a different cut because when they made it, Will Ferrell wasn't Will Ferrell yet." But by the time it was yeah. coming out, he was Frank the Tank. So they were like, we Frank need the to tank. cut yeah. it. 
different. And so they did, yeah. and it was horrible. And people had to fight for it to come back to get cut the right way. But sometimes you lose those battles. So even if you record some good stuff, a cut, a director's cut of something or a studio's cut can ruin some mm. stuff. And so I think DC has yet to learn. The one thing Marvel has done well is they become a machine. They are higher within. It is not up to random people to create their movies. Their comic writers have some sense and some say in what's happening. Like they bring their writers in. This is their world they're creating. None of the DC movies have gotten that treatment. It's not a hub of people who only strictly like, this is your job. You're DC. And this is what, and they haven't had that treatment at any point. And I think they could be great if they, if yeah. they had that. I've, I feel like in DC, it's separated right now. Like comic people are all getting control and input into the the CW DC shows, the CW yep. universe. Like that's yep. just full on comic nerd boy. Like the Stargirl show is going into the Justice mm-hmm. Society of America, which is like, that blows my mind that that's even a thing. And like, yeah. uh, whereas the Have movies you seen are Star specifically, I've, I've seen a few episodes of Stargirl. Hmm. And I, I like the JSA. They're just classic old school weirdo, mm-hmm. like with just wacky gimmicks and stuff. I like that, but just it's still that feels like it belongs in comics, and I can't believe it's on a TV show. And, right, uh, right. We're way, way off topic because I again have no idea what yeah. I'm talking about. <laughs> but I do like. I mean, I do like. I was going to ask, and I think you've answered basically my question somewhere along there. I was going to ask you all like. What about DC doesn't work? But I think Tiff really, TBJ really like honed in on that and kind of just told us what, you know, in her opinion, then Andy, you kind of added that whole bit. It's yeah, not like they've Zach not Snyder come together and, those... and built an entity around yeah. it. Marvel has come together. Marvel also big pictured the hell out of the MCU, right? Like we talk about yeah, the order. Right. But future planning, yeah. You big. remember, S.H.I.E.L.D. is running up and in and out of each of these movies, which means it. It was thought of like the big picture was drawn out before they even went into each individual movie. So Marvel sure seems like it has had a smart and maybe that's also why we see Thor before we see Captain America. It's just you're also tying in S.H.I.E.L.D.'s presence. So I think it's been important that they started from here's the big world view. Here's where we want to go. And then they built and they kind of run it like an old Hollywood system. Like it's in-house, like this is old studio style. This is how we're doing it. And so, you know, they bring in different directors because we're talking about, you know, there's a little romantic tinge in this Thor, Um, but it still works for the movie. Did you think that was enough romance in Thor? Yeah, I don't think we need like love scenes in Thor. It's Thor. <laughs> I mean, I wouldn't yeah. be mad if Chris Hemsworth were in well, a love and see, scene. See, the reason I'm asking you is because I know about your affinity for Chris Hemsworth. Like, I mean, like Listen. I I could and Joe can probably can care with me. Like, I mean, like, I love this I don't I don't like this movie, but Natalie Portman made it watchable for me. The romantic subplot felt tacked on. <laughs> right. 
<laughs> I don't think no, it, I really did. I, I didn't like the love part. On. I think they, there are some things that it was pretty like, quick. It was pretty quick some, how they fell. There are some there's some cheese yeah. where you're like, okay, guys, it's a All bit right. cheesy. Let's let's look at that. Yeah. Natalie Portman is like a astrophysicist, obsessive, lives in a trailer uh, that in like she just shoves open boxes of cereal into uh, compartments above her head and, and all. <laughs> like she lives in a trailer, she doesn't care about anything. Yeah, uh, she looks exceptionally good for someone who lives like that. But yeah, she wouldn't uh, be that. Wow. She's like a yeah, real yeah. self she wouldn't her obsessive work. I love yeah. movies where the lead actress it doesn't have to be super beautiful like. I love it when they're normal looking. You know? That's true. I think Natalie Portman is normal looking. I don't think Natalie Portman's overdone. No, yeah, yeah I, I, not. I, I was. I, don't know. I was saying that, like, for someone who lives in a trailer uh, and that's junky and trashy, she looks well put together. That trailer was so clean, though. Like, that's my my problem. Even with that, oh, I gotta hide the cereal box. It's like. That's the only thing that's even remotely dirty about that trailer. It was so immaculate inside. It should have had like bras hanging around and like her washing. She's hang, also you know, a like, type A scientist, so she's only going to be so messy, even in a trailer. Yeah, there's an organizational thing there. Yeah, <laughs> but yeah. So, so that's her life. Is uh, she lives in that trailer? She's obsessive. She's got uh, her yeah. Swedish gentleman, older father figure friend. Was a friend of her oh, dad. He is Swedish. In he is intern. Swedish. Like sometimes he's got no accent. Sometimes he's got a little bit. Of he's still in Skarsgård, so he's. I think that's why he like. He heard the Thor stories growing up is because yeah. he's uh, Eric Selvig. I'm pretty sure that's a Swedish name. Wait, Skarsgård's the actor's name. Yeah. Okay. And the character's is name he is famous? He's a big fan. Eric Selvig. So I think that's the Selvig. reason he's cast there is because they probably wanted a Swedish connection, like a Norse, someone who was familiar yeah. with Norse mythology to be a disbeliever of. Oh, so so the actor's a Swedish guy. I believe so, yes. Is what you're saying. Oh. Because I couldn't figure that out. Like at the end in the after credit scene, I detected like a uh accent and I was like, he sounds like Hydra or something. And I know he there's some things with him later. But I was like, did he just add that accent? Because I didn't notice it throughout the movie. But no, but you got to remember, foreign know. people have better American accents than we have foreign accents. So yeah, you're right. He might have not used his normal like Idris is not American. Idris has an accent, but we forget yeah. that Idris has an accent in movies because he rarely uses his natural he uses, speaking voice. He uses his string of bell voice. I gotta say, I knew him mainly from The Office. Like, I, I was like, "Oh, it's the guy from The Office. He's a badass." And and I remember from The Office because he was just annoyed at Michael all the time. And he he sounds completely American. You're right on The Office. They are the American accent must be real easy to kind of uh, do, I guess. But right. uh, so let's get in. Let's jump into the movie. Okay. So at the beginning, the, we got the opening scene. We're kind of already started touching on Natalie Portman. And the girl from Two Girls, One Cup, and a Pizza Place. Cat. Uh, two broke girls. Cat Dennings. Is yeah. Her name? Cat Dennings. Yeah. Uh, and the old guy. I just said the old guy in the truck trying to predict the weather <laughs> disturbance. And then Thor falls down from the ground at the very beginning, and that's that's the guy who ends up being stuff in later episodes. And the who we just talked Skarsgård. Yeah. Eric Stellan Skarsgård is the actor's name. The character's name is Eric Selvig. Oh, oh Eric Selvig. Sorry, I got that all wrong. That's right. Um, so that's that's the beginning, and then the opening credits, and then I was going to say, Andy, give the Thor background. We already did that. 
So right away, I was going to ask, are these scientists in the comics? Is this how it happens? Are scientists looking at the sky and he falls down? And you've already answered that. Yeah. Uh, so he's his character's not in the comics, right? But uh, uh, Natalie Portman. Uh, maybe. I, I, I imagine I something was created that. for the the movie but i can because if she's a nurse i'm guessing he's not uh he's not anything because he's the professor that mentored her dad or whatever it was is the backstory there so uh, a little cinematic addition yeah but you guys totally answered my question with that and then we jumped to norway in 965 ad with the frost giants and right away art you kind of already mentioned it earlier that you had vibes of Game of Thrones. Is, are these frost giants? Or are they white walkers? Or, um, and we have the Game of Thrones type battle with Odin where he loses his eye. And I, just, I really felt like it was exactly like Game of Thrones. But this came first, right? Yeah. yeah. Well, uh, I don't know the well, I mean, Yeah, go ahead. Not in the book. Oh, the book. I don't know the books. But uh, the, well, the frost giants in Marvel wise, Comics. Yes. The, the frost giants in Marvel Comics are giants. They're size of buildings and shit. Uh, yeah. So they had to shrink them. Like, they're still tall, but they're yeah. they're manageable. So this, they're not created just for this movie either. They're in oh, the, yeah. No, they're, Loki they're is, Frost Giants in the comic. Yeah, yeah. that's real. Oh, because Loki is in the comics already, this Frost Giant. Yeah. I mean, that's all story. Yeah. That's all story from the comics, which I that's that was going to be another thing I asked. I think that's yeah. from the, the Nordic mythology, too. Is... Uh, Loki is the son of uh, Frost Giants or something. Oh, oh, yeah. Shoot, I didn't thought of that. So the so the whole Frost Giant thing is from mythology. Yeah, I believe so. And it would make okay. sense that it would be in mythology because even you know we talked about he might be Odin's brother, but that brother dynamic and one of your brothers being different, it would make sense that it was in the mythology. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I guess you're right. Yeah, I guess that makes a lot more sense then. And then so. Odin's telling Thor and Loki to never look for war. He sets up their competition by saying only one can be king. He kind of sets up that whole thing and cut to Thor receiving accolades, becoming king. Uh, but the frost giants appear. Almost becoming. Be yeah. Yeah. So they do that thing when they're kids and Thor talks about wanting to get revenge and all that stuff. Right. And then they, he, you know, kind of tells them and it's kind of foreshadowing because later that happens. And um, then he becomes king, but the frost giants, Appear before he can really. Well, he never king. became king. He didn't become king. Oh, okay. Usually they become king. He was about to. Yeah, about to be yeah. right. He was about to be crowned, but then the frost giants interrupt it. And good thing because dad gets pissed and is like, you can't, you're not mature enough or whatever. You want, can't get revenge. And they argue and all that. Uh, uh, and then we see, because I've already seen this before, and I know Luke, Loki is what Loki is, and he's, he's stirring the pot. There's all these like guilty looking faces that he's making it's like it's pretty obvious he's the bad guy already like he's already stirring the pot is part of the problem um uh but he, he does a good job anyway, of downplaying it at first i think yeah, yeah. i think he does because i don't think i i don't think i realized the first time i watched it but now that i watched it a few times and now i'm studying it i pick up on that like yeah that's good that's a good little subtle look you know yeah. like, hmm, you know whatever i'm worried and he, he does a good job of like Saying he's worried about Thor and I'm concerned about him yeah or whatever when he's really he's really the traitor. Right? Um, is he a traitor or is he just trying to spin a story to a way that makes him look good? I would I would be hesitant. 
to call him a traitor. Yeah, Loki's Loki's not a traitor. He's 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 an opportunist. Like yep. everything he's doing, he's doing is most for the most part the benefit of him. Like I, I yep. watched something today where they tried to look at it as calling Loki an actual secret hero of this whole thing because okay. I mean it just just like how there are things where they say that Tony knew about things that that had that was that was beginning to happen already. Um Dr. Selvig, he knows things that he he not necessarily buy into, but that's that's been happening. So it's almost like where well, he doesn't believe Thor at first, but he knows things that he doesn't like, like he alludes to. But then they're saying like Loki knew Loki Ben knew about Thanos. Just like uh and I guess even I don't this is not an Easter chicken, but just like this is this is more of a spoiler. But just like how Tony in Infinity Wars, you know, he kinda knew that the whole what happens in Avengers, like it's it's one of those things where like supposedly these these characters already know things because they're quote unquote aware of things because they're some of the smartest people in the world. It kind of plays yeah. off like that. So, like, so I, I don't say, say look at Loki as a bad guy. Loki is just trying yeah, to yeah. make us find his place in a world that he, that quote unquote, he knows at some point is going to change. So he's trying to control the narrative. Like, even, yeah. even, and when he gives, brother stuff. Yeah. Even when he gives him Thor that, that kind of sort of reprieve towards the end of the movie, you're kind of like, okay. He's going to spare him. He's not going to do anything because he's feeling for his brother. You know, he's, he, even at he the was very the end when he's mind, he yeah, mind controls yeah. Selvig or whatever. He was like the abandoned kid, you know. Yeah. So it's like he yeah. has like that that I'm gonna have to. I'm looking out for myself, kind of thing. Yeah. The, okay. And well, yeah. Well, to me, I mean, there's the this is uh, Loki and Thor in this movie mm-hmm. uh, are. Doing the same thing with the same idea, just attacking it, the, the problem of the Frost Giants in different ways, how each mm-hmm. one would do it. Thor is, let's go there and punch them with our hammers until they cry and then they stop messing with us. And Loki is, all right, this is what I'm going to do. This is the shell game I'm going to run. I'm going to do this. Yeah. I'm going to make sure Thor doesn't become king because that idea is stupid. So I'm going to do all this <laughs> to get Thor out of the way. And then mm-hmm. I'm going to yep. do, I'm going to invite the Frost Giants in and then. Uh, pretend I'm working with them, but then I'm not because he's right. he's all about the skullduggery. And then yeah. I think when he learns his true parentage in the middle of it, that kind of throws him off his game. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but yeah. he still goes yeah, through it. He it discovers it. Yeah. But <laughs> yeah, so that's why I was kind of thinking that's the turn he takes when he realizes he's a frost giant because he's not. But but he does also have a very healthy self interest streak and a very yes. a, a lot of boiling anger about you know Thor being the favored son. Yeah. And, so I uh, would say well, I, not, I, and yeah. I, our star will tell you, I will call out a bad guy in two seconds. But I think <laughs> Loki very much is what Andy just said. He's feeling feelings of abandonment. If you okay. are not your fa- parents' favorite child, you felt that. He's got all yeah. that happening when his bro- and brotherly stuff. I mean, you just you talked a few minutes ago about how you just pranked your brother all the time. Yeah, <laughs> some of it's brotherly, and they've been pitted against each other. Like, even if you take yeah. out the Frost Giant, remember in the beginning he's saying, 
only one of you can have this. But both of yeah, you Yeah, one are of you will be king. Yeah. Yeah. So he's pitted yeah. them against each other for a very long time. And so, yeah. you know, I wouldn't call him a bad guy. But go on, Joe. Tell us well, in this movie. No, that's least. good. I like that. But when yeah. he gets tossed off the yes. bridge and then in subsequent movies, yeah. Yes. He's like, you know what? I'm going to embrace well, I, well, villainy. Yes. And that's right the now. Okay. Movie. He is just a brother scarred. Right. Well, I like the. I feel like this. Um, this adds more levels to the character. I mean, that adds more intrigue, and with him, you know, looking at it that way, actually adds more depth to the character than just saying he's a bad guy. So I, I like that. I'll go with it. Um, yeah, that's cool. I think we're out of time. Let's leave it there. Narrates roll. Excelsior. Excelsior. <laughs> My glasses are broken. They say I can't rap about the president no more But evidently they don't see we in the streets still poor Still more incarceration of my kinsmen by the prisons And people thinking this election to end it racism Proud of a pessimism, glad to see Obama, but don't expect me not to speak out when I still see problems. The Nerd School Podcast. Nerd School is a member of the Queen City Podcast Network, powered by Ortho Carolina. Now offering video visits so you can take control of your orthopedic care from the comfort of your home. Schedule online at orthocarolina.com. Ortho Carolina, you improved.